welcome to this week's show of the Crazy Gentleman Podcast. I'm your host, the Crazy Gentleman. And today's guest is a guy by the name of Andy Myers. And he has started a company called Motorcycles and Coffee. Two things that I'm doing right now and I pretty much do every day and you guys probably do too. Uh, pretty cool concept. Um, and uh, two passions of his also. So he started a company. This guy uh, is a very interesting guy. Uh, if you're really into motorcycles and power sports, you probably own a product that Andy has had his hand in designing or manufacturing. Uh, he's had quite a few businesses centered around the motorcycle world, and his whole entire life has pretty much revolved around motorcycles. Uh, very, very cool stuff. Uh, this would be the uh, most unfortunate podcast before the podcast. Uh, me and Andy hung out for about five hours before this and talked about everything. Uh, he was just it, – it's it was so busy at the booth. It was just him and his wife literally getting this thing started from the ground up. Um, so it was really interesting to get to know him in that time uh, before we had decided to do a podcast. Um, but anyways, we did one, got one, figured it's a cool one to uh, release after traveling Chopper Charlie since Andy is also a worldwide traveler. I think he said he's only not been to two continents, Antarctica and Australia, and he's been to a shitload of countries all over the world. Um, anyways, I'll let the episode speak for itself. I don't want to bore you down with uh, this intro, and my brain is pretty much melted after today. It's pretty late right now. Anyways, uh, this episode is also brought to you by Simbita Custom Knives. Hit them up on Instagram, Evan Simbita. On Instagram is Simbita underscore custom underscore knives. You could also call him at 740-270-9057. And uh, hit him up, man, for all of you EDC guys and bikers out there. He just dropped a new model this week called the Scissor Tail. Um, it's really uh, the coolest EDC knife I've ever seen. Um, when he had it as a prototype, I got a chance to handle it when I was at his place. And the cool part about it is, uh, besides it being the perfect shape for an EDC and self-defense knife, is he calls it the scissor tail because it's a double-bladed knife. The backside on the spine is also sharpened. Uh, pretty cool stuff. He's got pictures of it on his Instagram in, I believe, a bone-handled model. I think it's camel bone, actually. Pretty cool stuff. He'll make any sort of handle material you want. You dream it, he builds it. Pretty cool stuff. Also brought to you by Lexan Moto, lexan-moto.com. Hit him up for all of the highest quality audio devices in your helmet. And punch in the code word crazy for 15% off at checkout. Also brought to you by Bare Knuckle Performance, bareknuckleperformance.com, Bare Knuckle Performance on Instagram. For the world's highest quality American-made parts for your Harley Davidson, Paul does not fuck around. Go check his stuff out. And enjoy the show, and thanks for your time, Andy. 
hope to see you soon in the future. You checking anything? Oh, I've already been looking at the levels. Uh, yeah, we're rolling. So tell people uh, who you are and what you're all about and hey, where we are. Hey, everybody. This is Andy Myers from Motorcycles and Coffee. Um, brewing up the best coffee out there in the motorcycle world right now, man. It's great stuff. Super excited to be out here at Sturgis. Looking forward to the future of uh, motorcycles and coffee. Uh, it's only a couple months old. Finally got our uh, federal trademark on this thing, and uh, we're rolling out to all kinds of different events. The uh, the road looks good. It looks really nice. It's clear, clearer everywhere. Bright skies. It's a, definitely a win for us. Yeah, this is um, probably the busiest booth in Sturgis, at, at least here at Black Hills Harley. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're we're packed. Like it's, it's crazy. It's been nuts. Uh, all the apparel is selling right off the shelves. Yeah. Uh, there's barely anything left in all the sizes. Barely. Um, yeah, it's it's really impressive, uh, and and I feel I feel very lucky to have uh, found you on the ground level here. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, it's uh, nice of you to stop by. So, a little bit about the the history of motorcycles and coffee. So I I don't I don't believe in drinking and riding. I don't think alcohol and bikes should mix. I don't think it should be in the same conversation. It's my personal opinion. I'm entitled to that. Um, everybody else can do what they want. It's fine with me. I don't hold judgment. Um, I want to do something that appeals to what I do. I love great music. I love jazz. I'm an old punk rock kid. I like metal. I like music in general. You know. I used to belong to the Bangkok Music Society, so I could see great symphonies and orchestras and stuff. And so I love music, I love coffee, and I'm a bona fide motorcyclist, so I love the bike in every aspect. Anybody on two wheels is my friend, right? Yeah, um, two things I'd like to say. First off, this is, uh, when I say ground level also, it's, it's only him and his wife here. There's no other workers, they are working their asses off here. Um, and in terms of being the real deal, tell them you've ridden how many countries? I've, I've ridden every. I've ridden on every continent except Australia, of course, Antarctica. Um, I've done everything from Vespas in Vietnam to to BMWs in Ecuador. I've done. I've bicycled most of uh, Mexico, Central America. I've done uh, Europe, Eastern Europe, Spain, Italy on bicycles when I was younger. I've, uh, I've I've been there. I've you know I've, I've been to. I used to be at 60 motorcycle events a year with Champa, our original brand, and that includes Europe. That includes Asia. Uh, the World Biker Build Offs. I've been to them all, most of them. I helped work with the Discovery Channel Biker Build Offs back in the day. So yes, bikes are a huge part. Motorcycles and Coffee has bones. It's just not some kid who tried to start something up. Right. This goes with legacy of what I've done and I can communicate that with anybody who walks in here. We can have a conversation about bikes. Yeah. What would you say your favorite country is so far that you've ridden in? America. Okay. Alright. My country, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I love I love all the other countries, of course, to ride and visit yeah. and do stuff in, but America, man, we got the most roads, we got the best, the best systems. Uh, uh, it's wide open spaces, big clean air. I'm big in the clean air when I ride. I don't like traffic around me. I don't like people on the side of me. I don't ride two ups. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, big freedom, big open mileage, lots of impressive roads. Uh, you get back into Europe, it's 
cool, great twisties through the Alps and all of that, that's cool, you know, the Pyrenees and everything. Um, but then you get into like places like Mongolia and it's cool, but it's, it's, it's different, you know what I mean? You get into the South Asia, Southeast Asia countries, everybody rides ridiculously slow. Right. They're really slow, so it's a whole different type of riding. India is just out of control, you know? It's a little bit crazy. The Himalayas are pretty crazy. Um, I don't know. America, just for the big, the ability just to open up a Harley or a big adventure bike. Yeah. And just the freedom to roam, especially out here on the West Coast. You can just, you can run. You yeah, can run West, all day long. It's big, man. It's big, man. It's uh, up in Canada. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. America, for sure. What, um, what's been your favorite bike? Like, uh, what's your bike of choice for the most part? On my, on road, I'll still sit on my Harley Truckster. Okay. A Road King, something like the big cow riding down the road. Yeah. On uh, dirt, I, I've, ri I'm, you know, I'm fond of the Hondas all day long, but I've turned over to the KTM 500s. Mm -hmm. I got turned on to that by Jimmy Lewis, our Dakar, you know, one of our Dakar champions. And he put me on one recently and he, I'm at, I was sold as far as a dirt bike. That yeah. was well, an adventure bike, not a two, proper 250 or 400. You know? So that bike was really, really badass. Yeah. But my favorite bike, I don't know. I don't have one. Okay. I really don't. I mean, I enjoy any bike I get on, as long as it's on two wheels and I'm rolling. It's got a little bit of pep to it. Sounds yeah. good to me. You know. I'm assuming in, in um, a lot of the foreign countries you've ridden, you basically ride the bike of that land in a sense like in southeast asia they're riding smaller like 200 cc bikes they're 120 cc bikes 125s yeah and they're riding honda waves 110s most the biggest selling motorcycle in the world is a honda wave most reliable as well really besides the hero the hero in india is the biggest motorcycle company in the world okay so they produce you know harley's happy to do 300,000 bikes a year Heroes producing a million plus bikes a month. So, Whoa. yeah, it's huge. That's so, crazy. Yeah, so I always look at it like when I go into countries, be respectful, pay attention to local customs, yeah. ride their speed, and uh, cruise at your own speed. But, you know, when I go, like if I ride, like when I rode Cambodia and I used to ride Laos and places like that, it was only on 250s, 450s, dirt bikes. Uh -huh. Um, the only place I ever really rode a scooter was Vietnam, Vespa through Vietnam. But most of the countries I ride pretty much any bike I want. I just don't get into the big 1200s. Okay. I, I, what do you like mean the BMWs, the big okay. BMWs, KTMs, the 1190s and stuff. Uh, in America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Europe, great. Yeah. Start going into countries where you stick out like a sore thumb on something. Yeah. It's kind of obvious, and I don't want to be that obvious when I'm riding. I like to be a little more incognito. I like to enjoy the fact that I can just kind of, kind of cruise wherever I want and be the shadow as opposed to the big bright object running down the road. Right. Right. I don't want people looking at me all day long. Right. In in uh in the European countries though, isn't BMW kind of the king? Like or that style bike. No, you know, BMW is definitely the brand, right? I mean, right, right. The bike of choice, I don't know. I personally don't know what the bike of choice of is in Europe, you know? Right, right. I mean, you got a Priya, you got a Motobuzi, you've got, you got tons of bike companies over there. You know, you got everything for the Royal Enfields, which are coming out of India. You've got Ducati. I mean, it's a huge 
bike brand, right? That's true. And but I would definitely say BMW is probably the king in Europe. I'm speaking for all my European friends. I you might be <laughs> just going, that son of a bitch. <laughs> but I mean, from what I saw when I used to go to uh, like the Messe shows and stuff over in Germany, yeah, BMW is pretty strong. I mean, it's a great bike, right? How do you beat it? Right? It's a good bike. It's quality. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't own one. I don't, I've only ridden them a couple times, but they're definitely not working hard to produce garbage. They're right, working hard right. to produce the best. Right. So that's all. Right? Yeah, I almost look at BMW as like uh, number two in the touring market next to Harley, you know? Because uh, that style I, Man, of guys really lay down so many miles around the world on those BMWs. Different type of rider. Yeah, yeah, definitely different, different. Totally different type of rider. Right. I mean, you're comparing two different guys. You're comparing a guy who's probably got a lot of dirt back background, a lot of money, yeah, uh, a lot, a lot, maybe quite a bit of education. Really diverse culturally. Yeah. It's not afraid to do diverse cultures. Right. Move into that world. And then you've got the Harley guy who's really like regional, territorial, stays in their groups, stays in their communities. Um, I mean, definitely educated, smart guys in the bridge, right? They're, they're really good. It's just a different type of guy. When I meet the BMW community, I meet a group of guys that are very, very picky about what they wear, right. what they put on, the, the style of clothing, the level, they'll pay two thousand dollars for a really nice arrow stitch suit right right harley guy not so much you know when a when a guy's when i can talk to a bmw guy about the gear i'm making for him and the harley guy when you're talking to the bmw guy it's definitely apples and oranges man. these guys are completely on a different wavelength than the rest of us they're tuned yeah. a different way i mean it so you're talking about different types of guys a Harley guy will put in the same amount of miles as a BMW guy, but a BMW guy might take his bike dirt, gravel roads, or off-road, or do something a little bit more adventuring or something, you know? Might go into a little bit more unique traveling destinations. Maybe go up to Dawson Highway, maybe go, you know, down through Central America. And I'm not taking away from the Harley guy, because I know Harley guys have ridden all the way to freaking Tierra de Fuego as well. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a different style of rider, you know? I don't know. They're just different. I yeah. mean, you start meeting them, you meet track guys, and they're just... That's the cool thing about the motorcycle community. It's got 800 genres. It's like music, right? Yes, There's yeah. like 800 genres of music, and there's like 800 genres of bike guy. You got a cafe racer. You got your King of the Baggers guy, you got your you got your, 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 your drag bike guys, you got your Ricky Gadsons, you got those guys, that community, you got your Rough Rider guys, you got your Jersey guys, you know, and, and it's different clicks, man. Yeah, it's yeah. Just a, that's what I mean, you can't compare anyone, because they're all got their own gig, but they're all on two wheels, man. Right, And right. at the end of the day, they're all sharing the same passion. Yep. Um... I should have asked you what you do or don't want to talk about, but um, I don't think it's a big deal. You also own Champa. Um, did you see much of a crossover with like the snowmobile crowd and the motorcycle crowd with that? Because I know that's how I found it. Is yeah. I used to run it on my uh, on my snowmobile. 
We did. We do. We like do the, some the cold with, weather stuff. We do some with snowmobiling. Yeah. And I've got a history with designing stuff for the snowmobile community. Yeah. Um, but it just never took off for me. Yeah. It's such a unique group. It's very. Uh, it's just. It's just a different community, and I'm not being from Arizona. I'm not 100% in tune with it. While I snowmobile, right. I'm not great. Right. I do. I don't do big. I don't like deep powder. I like running trails with my family and kids. I'm just. I just don't have the time to do the commitment it takes to become a great backcountry snowmobiler. Yeah. Therefore, when I go on vacation to go to the snowmobile, I don't want to dig. I don't want to learn the sled that I'm on and try to do all that. I just want to go have a nice time. Right. So it's a different different wavelength for me, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like I said, there are all these different genres of people out there. Yeah. Um, but yes, we're in the snowmobile community, for sure. Yeah. And we, you know, on Amazon, we'd sell, at one point I was selling up to 28,000 Molly Clavas every quarter. Wow. Shampo is one of the biggest, right? Yep. And uh, I think motorcycles and coffee will bring Shampo back into mainstream. Again, it'll bring it back to those numbers where you peak. Yeah, big numbers every month selling. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, is there um some sort of a good story on like how this idea came to you, motorcycles and coffee? Not really, man. No. Just sitting around, I love coffee. I really am a big coffee drinker. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I think probably the coolest thing that I could ever say, my best experience. So when I was a kid in college. This is it. I mean, this is really where my love affair with coffee began. Is my buddy turned me on pre like Starbucks and all that stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah. So sorry about that. No, it's all good. The um, pre Starbucks and all of that. And I was in college. We would make our coffee with ice cream. Okay. When we'd study, because none of us liked hot coffee. So we were like, okay, we'll make it with ice cream. So we make our coffee with ice cream. Then Baskin Robbins came out with an ice cream coffee drink, kind of like a pre predecessor of Starbucks again, right? Right, right. And uh, well, Starbucks was around, just not as predominantly as it is now, and it definitely wasn't in my area. And uh, so then I left, and I took off, and I rode, and I cycled a lot of Europe, and I ended up in this little place in Italy, a little town in Italy, and I walked into a little espresso bar, and. Uh, I was like, I would like coffee with with ice, and all these old guys in that bar started laughing, and they thought it was funny and whatever. So the barista comes out with a little shot glass, fills it with espresso, right? And he comes out with a big ice cube and just drops the ice cube right in the middle of it. Yes, and everybody laughed. It was awesome. If I could recreate that in a I could recreate that in a documentary, just a, like a little skit. Yeah. That would have been the shit. That's like almost uh, like going to a bar. That'd be like uh, an espresso on the rocks, please. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. As it was one of the best moments ever. But yeah. Yeah. Literally, coffee and motorcycles. I don't know. Yeah. That's all I do. If you ever watch the Never Stop Riding videos, you'll see me drinking coffees in every one of them. And yeah. I never even thought about it when I was doing that back back in the day when we were doing those documentaries. It never even clicked. And then one day I was just like, I really like motorcycle, I really like coffee. I'd really like to do something with that. So I contacted my attorneys, the dot-com was available. 
con- it's amazing how it yeah. all lined up. And I contacted my attorneys, and we worked for three years to get this trademark. And then we got it this past, this year, 2022, and I was like, let's go. Let's do this. And we just um, took off. You said the dot com was available. What's the dot com? Is it motorcyclesandcoffee.com? Motorcycles and coffee, motorcycles coffee, motorcycles, every way you can spell it. I own the, I own the derivative of it. Cool. And on Instagram and on Facebook. Awesome. I think there's one kid who's got a motorcycles and coffee out there, but I don't think they're working in or doing anything with it. I think it's kind of a dead name. Right, right. They do that from time to time. Awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So. Um, yeah. Well, uh, we're just doing the quickies here at Sturgis, so I think that's enough as a little precursor for now, because our paths will cross again. Oh, yeah. Um, Want to just wrap it up and tell people where to find you? and. Uh, we'll be at events for the next... My goal is this year, um, in 2022, I want to lock down 10 of the biggest events in the country. Okay. Um, so right now we got we got Americade, we have Laconia, we have AMA Vintage Days in Ohio, we have Sturgis, we have Barber Vintage Days, we have both Daytona Bike Weeks, we have Deals Gap in Tennessee, we have Rugged Radios uh, in Pismo Beach. So the next big events we're looking for is like uh, Panama City, we're looking at uh, uh, bikes and barbecue, wherever that is down oh, there in, in Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all a, it's all a matter if they let us in to sell coffee. Um, and then once we get those ten locked down, then we start putting on motorcycle and coffee meetups everywhere. And we will be looking for ambassadors to help us do that. So we won't be able to do everything ourselves, but we'll be looking for people to partner with that can put those events on for us in their local regions. Yeah, so kind of like a distinguished gentleman's ride. We'd be doing kind of a similar thing. We might have a motorcycles and coffee day where it's all like a distinguished gentleman rider day around the world. Do the same kind of idea. But we're definitely putting on events. We're coming to your hometown. We'll be there. Goal is in 18 months, start being all over the country. Okay, awesome. So uh, yeah, look out for uh, motorcycles and coffee in your hometown next summer. That's the goal. Um, and what's the Instagram? What What's the Instagram? Just motorcycles, motorcycles and, coffee. and coffee. Motorcycles coffee. Motorcycles underscore and coffee. Okay. We got them all, man. Any damn way you could punch in those two words You'll on the internet. Just look for the logo. Up. It's all the same logo. It's us. It's all us, you know. And the difference in our Instagram accounts, our Instagram feeds, we'll have one for ADV riders. We'll have motorcycles and coffee moto for Gert. We'll have one for cafe. We'll have one for Harley. That's the objective of all the different motorcycles and coffee Instagram handles, so you can find that community that you really vibe with, and you know that's your gig, you know, because we understand everybody's got a thing. Yeah. Our style is definitely retro. It's vintage. It's staying in tune with the classics, the legacy brand style of clothing and apparel. Um, nothing real super racy. Nothing real modern. Um, classic. Keep it, keep it, keep it classic and cool, right? Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, well, Andy, thank you so much for your time. I started just here, um, and we'll definitely talk to you soon. Right on. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. Anytime.